Welcome to Mystery Magic and Science. I'm your host, Michael Disco. I'm a massage therapist, a Reiki master, a meditation instructor, and an EFT practitioner. In the summer of 2012, I decided to get off my barstool and find a different path. My life is now completely unrecognizable from what it was then. I've been studying, reading, and meditating for nearly a decade to learn to regain control of my life and make it what I want it to be. The point of this podcast is to share what I've learned along the way and what I keep learning every day from my practice and my path. You can change your life too. It takes perseverance, dedication, and an open mind. Sometimes I still struggle, but I am on path to heal myself to be the best version of me. I invite you to come with me. Let's take back our lives and do something beautiful. Cash, coin, cabbage, dough, scratch, bread, cheddar, bacon, Benji's, dead presidents, moolah. We all need it. It pays our bills. It buys our food and it affords us the lifestyles we crave and are accustomed to. It can make dreams happen. Having a lot of it or not enough can completely change your experience. We've all heard money is the root of all evil. I'm sorry, I'm going to call bullshit on that one. Why the hell would money be the root of evil? I'm going to talk about evil in depth in another episode. But for now, I'll just say that I don't think something as magical as money could be evil. What about more money, more problems? I'm going to call bullshit on that one, too. The problems you have with money mostly have to do with other people wanting it. The problems you can have without money can leave you homeless and starving. Money is a creator, not a destroyer. It's lack of money that destroys, and the competition for it that can brew evil. It's not money's fault some people can't get a handle on their greed or their avarice. I personally think it's dumb that there are people in America that have such little money that they are lacking basic things like sanitary toilets, clean water, or basic shelter. And yet there are people like Jeff Bezos who make more money in one day than some countries have in their annual budget. However, I don't think we shouldn't be able to keep the money we earn. I also don't think it's bad to want to make money, to want to have money, even to want to have a lot of money and work towards it. I think being wealthy is a perfectly reasonable goal and in fact can be a spiritually fulfilling one. Think of all the amazing things ethical, compassionate, empathetic people 
can do with piles of wealth. Money is another form of energy. And just like the air you breathe, you can never own it. And yet, it flows through you. Just as you can learn to control your breath, you can control the flow of money. You are the only one holding you back. Buddha was born Siddhartha, the son of a military leader. He was called Prince. He grew up lavishly with everything he could ever want. As a young adult, after he had married and had children, for the first time he observed poverty. While on a carriage ride, he saw a poverty-stricken man dying on the side of the road and was powerless to help. He felt called to leave his palace home and joined a group of ascetics. Ascetics are people who renounce material comforts and refrain from sensual pleasures, usually as an act of religious devotion. These ascetics, Buddha traveled with, were a sect of Hindu called Brahmana and drank only water they found naturally in pools on the ground and ate only raw fruits, nuts, and roots that they could pick up off the ground or dig up. For years, while he traveled with these monks, he slept on the ground and followed their strict diet of foraged raw food and wore rags. The large stretched lobes of Buddha statues and paintings you see today were indeed likely what Buddha's ears looked like because wealthy men of the culture he was born into wore very expensive ornate jewelry and stretched lobes and when he joined the ascetics he discarded his earrings as a symbol of his leaving his station and his inheritance. After years of starving himself and traveling with the ascetics Siddhartha was on the brink of death as he lay with the other monks on the side of the road trying to get into the shade of a small tree, a woman approached and offered a bowl of milk. To the horror of his ascetic buddies, he accepted it. He felt he was literally starving to death, and the milk was divine to him as he drank it. He ignored the curses of his friends and also accepted a cot to sleep the woman offered in her home. In this moment, Buddha decided that starving yourself and denouncing all comforts does not get you any closer to God or enlightenment. If anything, it gets you closer to death and teaches you about suffering. Life has plenty of suffering without inflicting on yourself. He decided to preach balance, to pursue comfort in your life, without becoming gluttonous or overindulgent. I spent the first couple decades of my life broke as fuck. At the time, I didn't realize how intentional it was. Joe, the man I grew up with as my dad, was a first-generation American, the 11th child of an immigrant family from Hungary. He grew up a kind of poor most of us can only imagine. He was little in the Great Depression, and he, he joined the Marines to fight in World War II when he was only 16. After the war, he got involved in organized crime. Something went wrong, and he ended up in Alabama to evade the police and the family. He never really had a steady job and had a poverty-centered perspective on money 
that he passed on to me. The man would literally walk around sometimes with his pockets pulled inside out so you could see he had no money. The money lessons he taught me, mostly from modeling, not actual conversations, were the worst kind. I grew up being told we couldn't afford this, we couldn't afford that. We lived in a neighborhood in a house my parents really couldn't afford, surrounded by people with a lot more money than us. I was taught that wealthy people were the other and were not to be respected or looked up to. The wealthy were described as morally depraved. Anyone who had that much money is a backstabber or has walked on other people to get it. (laughs) Uh, It's about how the narrative went. I believed all of it. And of course, it was all horseshit. I'm not saying there aren't assholes that are wealthy. There are plenty of poor assholes too. However, whether you have money or not is not an indicator of your moral compass or your value as a person. So several years ago, I realized I was doing everything wrong. I realized I was modeling the wrong behavior and I was pushing money away. At first, it was an observation I made. I had taken a job at a crappy bar while I was waiting for massage school to start. There were a few regulars who were, I would say, medium wealthy. At that point in my life, I had not been around anyone with as much money as they had. Their conversations were very interesting to me. Their stories were similar to the ones I had, as well as my friends, with some telling differences. Of course, the bars were nicer and the cars they drove were more expensive and the clothes they wore were different. But the big thing I noticed that was different is that they never, at least rarely, went to jail. For doing the same crazy shit I was always bailing my buddies out of jail for. In fact, they had friends on the police force. And sometimes would get help from a police officer to keep them from getting in trouble. This is what made me realize I was doing things wrong. I had always had a difficult relationship with police officers. And although I only got arrested the one time, I've been in handcuffs and narrowly avoided jail more times than I would like to admit. Several of my friends were not as lucky as me and ended up in jail several times a year for stupid stuff. These guys, though, never got arrested. I distinctly remember trying to explain to my buddy that got locked up the most often my realization. I explained to him that the way we interacted with not just police, but everyone, created conflict. Those guys were everyone's friends. Well, except for the guys they would fight with or whatever. Most importantly, they saw the police as on their side where we saw them as against us my buddy got so mad at me he slammed his beer on the bar and yelled at me Joe would turn over in his grave if he heard you saying this shit you sound like you're looking up to these rich fuckers have you forgotten who you are Mike I realized I wasn't going to be able to convince him or any of my other friends I would just have to try it myself And I'm sure I don't have to tell you that it worked. I mean, immediately, it worked. I flipped a switch in my head and decided that cops were my friends. 
I started smiling at them and shooting the shit with any officer I passed. And the next time I encountered a cop, I did the same thing and it totally worked. My experience with police was completely changed from that moment. I didn't realize until later that this was just the very beginning of a massive transformational journey. So why did my interactions with cops change so much? So obviously having money, having a lot of money particularly, will change the way that authority figures, including police, will interact with you. But, you know, it's not like I just made a bunch of money overnight. That, you know, that's not what happened to change my experience. But what I did do was change my vibration. It's the same reason my French teacher in high school always knew when someone was cheating. If you seem shaky or off or worried, you're so much more likely to get busted. If you're relaxed and confident, suddenly it's easier to float by unnoticed without conflict. Now, obviously, there's plenty of other variables that can affect how authority figures, especially police, might interact with you, your skin color, the language you speak, the culture you belong to, the way you dress, you know, all of those things can change the way that a cop might look at you and depending on their own prejudices and their own beliefs about who you are and and what you deserve. But what I'm talking about in this episode is the value of having confidence uh, from having wealth and what it does to your vibration and how that vibration can change not just how you interact with police but your experience throughout your entire life because it's going to change the way everyone perceives you every single person that you interact with is going to feel whether you're relaxed or stressed whether you're you know, confident or worried. Years later, Valerie introduced me to the law of attraction. You may have heard of the film, The Secret, that is based on the concept. The idea is simple. The vibration that you are transmitting into the universe will be answered with a similar or complementary vibration. Of course it would, right? It's how the cells communicate with us, so... It makes sense that vibration is how we would communicate with universal consciousness, right? As above, so below. This concept can be applied to anything in your life. Most of us have spent a significant part of our lives single. Think about how it works. When you're focused on feeling lonely, you can't get a date to save your life. And when you finally resign to being okay with being single and learning to love yourself again, you stumble into a romance that totally disrupts disrupts your life. Does that sound familiar? It happened to me over and over again that way. It's about vibration. If you're transmitting a vibration of loneliness, then loneliness will come back to you. If you want to find love, then your vibration better be in the frequency of love. If you want to be wealthy, your frequency better be wealthy. The more you are focused on lack, the things you don't have, the more you will push money away. 
If you want to attract money, you've got to be grateful. Gratitude is the vibration of success. If you are grateful for what you have, and you truly honor what you already have and recognize the wealth that you already have, then you will be vibrating at the frequency of abundance, and you will attract more wealth. Think about what it means to you to be wealthy. Is it a new house, a new car, a new wardrobe? Do you want to travel, have your dream job, give your kids more opportunity than you had? Raise yourself up. Open up your experience by radiating gratitude. Once you begin to radiate gratitude, you will begin to create opportunities in your life. The key is taking advantage of those opportunities. The universe can answer you with new doorways, but you have to step through them yourself. You have to have the confidence and faith in yourself to do it. Once you start to see it happen, though, the momentum will start pushing you through more doors. Just don't get scared and second-guess yourself. If you're in a place where you're struggling to pay your bills, then you might be thinking, what a jerk. He's talking about gratitude, but how can I feel gratitude when I'm a week away from having the power cut off? That's a tough question, but it's one with a simple answer. I've been there too. I've had utilities disconnected. I've been evicted. I've been jobless, completely broke, and near homeless, couch surfing and sleeping in my car. I know what it feels like, and I don't ever plan on going back there. The answer is to focus on what you are grateful for. If you manage to scrape the bill money together, instead of being pissed about paying the bill, feel grateful for being able to do it. Feel grateful for each meal you get, for each hot shower, for each dollar you earn, or each kindness afforded to you. The vibration of gratitude will begin to transform your experience. We are all in a place that has been cultivated by our past decisions. We all come from a different starting place thanks to the decisions of our parents and the decisions of theirs. That starting place is different because of ethnicity and socioeconomic background. Regardless of where you are, where you've come from, you can change your path. You can change your direction and have a better life. The truth about money is that it's just another form of energy. Money is energy. You cannot actually own money. It's not yours any more than the water you drink is yours or the air you breathe is yours. Money flows in and it flows out. It's the flow of money that defines your wealth or your poverty. A person who makes millions but doesn't spend a dime on it and lives in a shack with no running water would not be wealthy. Crazy for sure, but I would not say wealthy. I'd say the same is true for someone who has plenty of money but has no friends, no family, because they're such a dick that no one wants to hang out with them. That's not wealthy. More obviously, if there's no flow of money in, then there is no wealth, right? Wealth is created by steady, constant, and heavy flow of money. Focusing on gratitude can start that flow. It will start as a trickle at first, 
if you've been focused on lack. But as you continue to master the frequency of gratitude, the flow will increase. Start by not being upset about spending money. You don't get upset when you exhale. You should not get upset when you spend money. Celebrate it. It's an opportunity to feel gratitude. Get excited about it. Try to feel just as excited about spending money as making it. Now, I'm not suggesting spending money frivolously. I completely support budgeting and using discipline when making financial decisions. Just don't feel bad about it. Don't feel guilty for getting something for yourself or buying a nice gift for someone. Feel grateful that you can do it. Feel grateful and don't forget to look for those doors of opportunity. You have to step through them while they are open. You can create your dream life. You can manifest your future. Let's do an exercise. You can write this on a piece of paper or in your journal or just use your mind's eye. Imagine your ideal life. Not one that is tampered by expectations or by what you believe your limits are. Create the image of what you truly believe would be perfect for you. The house, the car, the job, the partner, the children or pets. Create as many details as possible. The house is on a corner lot or maybe at the beach. Create a floor plan in your mind or draw it out. Write down all the details. Describe the upholstery in your dream car. You get the idea. Fill out all the details. Make it real for yourself. After you have all this together, take your time. Don't rush yourself. Once you have everything created, all the details made, your floor plans drawn or or whatever it is that you need to do to create this template for yourself, and close your eyes and put yourself there. You're in your dream house. You're driving your dream car or you're working at your dream job. Look around. Look at yourself. What are you wearing? How are you walking? How do you feel? Pay attention to your breath. Are you calmer? Happier? sexier, more confident. Feel this feeling of what it feels like to have exactly what you want effortlessly. Then focus on gratitude. Feel gratitude for everything you have achieved in this life. All the dreams you have accomplished. You have risen above your circumstances and manifested what you want. Feel the flow of money moving through you. Just like breath, money flows in and flows out. Just like breath, it's about learning to breathe properly and how to control your breathing. Focus your vibration into gratitude for your wealth. The abundance you experience in every moment You are so grateful for the opportunity in this life to be exactly who you want to be. 
and to create yourself as the artist painting your own future. You can download my guided meditation for realizing your wealth on my website. I also recommend Joe Dispenza's Generating Abundance Meditation, as well as the Walking Into Your Future walking meditation he has available for download at drjoedispenza.com. That's it for episode eight. Please like, subscribe, and share. I'd love your feedback. Turn off your TV, put down your phone, close your laptop, read a book, write in your journal, take a long bath, or listen to your favorite music. Every day, you have another chance to fall in love with yourself. Spend some time with you. Make it a priority. After all, you are a beautiful person, full of light and potential, and you deserve your own time and attention. Talk soon. One love.